This is a Suno India production and you are listening to Gasping for Breath. Last October during the Union Conference on Lung Health held in Hyderabad the TB survivors decided to protest during the inauguration ceremony their cries were loud and clear as you can hear they wanted freedom from injections from long TB regimens and from patents for new medicines after more than 40 years two new drugs bedaquiline and dilaminate have been discovered for TB but the access to these drugs in india is conditional restricted and often too late these slogans express the pain each of these patients went through to get these new drugs i call them new but they are only relatively new that is less than a decade old these drugs are the last resort for these patients who are resistant to pretty much all other tb drugs 25 year old webhav who was shouting slogans took tb treatment for nearly 5 years before he got these new drugs meera another survivor from mumbai took the treatment for 6 years ganesh who works with patients in mumbai and a tb survivor himself is tired of patients dying before they cross the bureaucratic hurdles and get new drugs why are these drugs important for india and why are they so hard to get Hi I'm Menaka Rao the host of this podcast Gasping for Breath. This show is produced by Suno India, a podcast platform for issues that matter. In this episode I will explain the politics behind the new drugs of TB. India has the largest number of MDR TB patients 1.3 lakhs as per the latest WHO guidelines these patients are eligible to get new TB drugs as the first line of treatment MDR TB is the form of TB where the patient is resistant to two of the most important TB drugs rifampicin and isoniazid the standard old treatment regimen for mdr tb was 2 years with 9 months of painful injections every day the indian government relies on industry donations of both these drugs for its patients bedaquilin for the us based janssen and dilaminate for the japan based otsuka experts say that the program is limited by donations as patients have to compete for the access to these drugs and cross several bureaucratic hurdles as a result Forty-year-old Vaishali Shah jokes that she has completed PhD in TB. She and her family navigated various bureaucratic and medical systems to get these drugs. She lives with her husband and her school-going son in an apartment in Dombivli, a suburb on the outskirts of Mumbai. She used to take tuitions at home before she was struck with TB. In November 2015, she was detected with MDR TB. She was started on the old 2 year regimen. A few months before her treatment was to end, she started feeling sick again. 
जैसे समझो कि दो साल में दो तीन महीना कुछ कम रहेगा मुझे वापस फीलिंग होने लगी कि वीकनेस हो रहा है खांसी आ रही है आ, तो मैं गई और ये प्रॉब्लम एक क्यों होगा वो भी पता नहीं पर ऐसे बोलते कि मैंने दवाई भी कोई कोई कभी कभी मिस की है ऐसे नहीं कि बंद कर दी कैसे नहीं जैसे अभी मुझे साइड इफेक्ट बहुत होती जैसे मुंह आ जाना मुंह इतना आता था तो गोली में खाओ कैसे छाले पड़ जाना पूरा मुंह में खाना ही जैसे वो ग्लिसरीन लगाओ क्या क्या लगाते ना जो जेल जैसे हम खा सके ऐसे तो ऐसे कभी वो गोली मुझे सूट नहीं होती थी खा ही नहीं बैठी इसके लिए वो टाइम पे नहीं खाती थी जितना जाता था वो जाता था कभी कभी हम बाहर गए डॉक्टर के पास हाँ बहुत रेयर समझो तो अभी पूरे दो साल में बीस दिन कुछ कुछ मिस हुआ रहेगा उतना तो होता ही है कोई भी पेशेंट रहा इतना परफेक्ट नहीं होता पर मैंने सच ही बताया कि भाई हाँ ऐसे ऐसे मैंने कभी पास नहीं लिया कभी मैंने ये गोली नहीं कभी मुझे बहुत बार तो मुझे लूज मोशन हो जाते थे No patient is perfect and simply cannot be. The medicines for MDR-TB are toxic and very hard to tolerate. The side effects feel like the diseases in themselves and they are unbearable. Patients need a lot of support to finish the treatment and often even that is not enough. Take the case of Asha, an HIV-positive activist who used to work with Delhi Network of Positive People, a non-profit activist group which works for the welfare of HIV-positive people. Her colleague Gina spoke about her. She is very active. Uh, like uh, lady, he's a she's a very active lady and uh, very vocal. and always there for the community and even among the staff among her like among the colleague like she used to be like just like a mentor type no and in the rally and protest wherever the nps conducted she is always in the front liner she is one of the very good activists Asha was a widow and lived with her son. She was the sole breadwinner of the family. She started falling sick in early 2017 and was diagnosed with MDRTB soon after. She was started on the 2-year regimen which had injections and other oral drugs both of which were toxic. She was started having problem from 12 13 month. But still she used to come office and when she was wake up office make aakar bhi bol lete hai like in when she started having this psych, like mental problem i'll say it marne wala hai i don't want to leave i want to go away far from everything and one thing i observe with we our staff is ready to help for anything but what really we will help we do not know asha was probably suffering from severe depression due to medicines she was admitted in shalom in delhi 
a non-profit which treated marginalized communities such as hiv patients gina felt that this kind of behavior was an effect of the medicines she was admit in shalom again one two time okay that also she don't want to st- stay okay i think she feel restless irritation frustration she like told to her family member as well as our staff to go away he she sound okay she sound take me home back i don't want to stay here this kind of thing happen okay by april 2018 she was barely eating and had lost her senses gina said she died on april 30th 2018 in sabdajang hospital her main problem is that side effect because her there is one medication cyclosporine which really give tremendous effect that medication is also there in her combination but we really do not know and doctor who have to say to us exactly what was the thing that also they cannot say no. Asha was 49 when she died. Activists say that she should have had access to the newer drugs. But like Vaishali, she was also struck with a treatment that she could not tolerate. The new drugs were not even offered to her. In Vaishali's case too, doctors were unwilling to tweak her treatment midway, even after she complained of TB symptoms while she was on treatment. एक फिक्स नहीं रहता है अपने देखने के लिए वहां तीन चार रहते हैं आज ये मिला तो अगले बुधवार को दूसरा मिला और बुधवार को तो तो इतना रिस्पॉन्स से देखेंगे नहीं देखते बट फिर देखा उन्होंने फिर बोले अरे ये तो क्या बोले कैविटी बोलते हैं उसको एक साइड से कैविटी हो गया लगता है तो ये कुछ डरने की बात नहीं है वो तो अभी आपका कोर्स तो खत्म होने को आया तो आपको हो ही नहीं सकता है टीवी अरे मैं बोले मुझे कुछ तो वापस पूर्ण रिपोर्ट करो कुछ करो ना किससे मालूम पड़े कि अभी एक्सरे में तो दिख रहा है कि एक लंग से दूसरे लंग में गया है मतलब वो टीबी का नहीं हो तो कैविटी है मतलब कुछ है तो छोड़ दिया मतलब ये दवाई आपको दे ही नहीं कोर्स खत्म होने को अभी जब भी रिपोर्ट निकलेगा तब तक तो वेट करना पड़ेगा इन नवम्बर टू when her treatment for mdr tb had ended and her test results were out her doctors finally concluded that indeed her treatment had failed she was started on treatment for extremely drug resistant tuberculosis or xdr tb in xdr tb the tb bacteria is resistant to the drugs used to treat mdr tb her family again frantically went doctor to doctor trying to understand this new ailment she was told that she had to get bedaquilin somehow Let's take a pause and unpack what happened to Ashali and Asha. They were detected with MDR-TB and the treatment given to them was unbearable. The standardized regimen at the time was a cocktail of 6 to 7 drugs including canamycin, cyclosporine and others. Canamycin can cause deafness in a patient. Some other drugs mentally affect patients like cyclosporine besides these old treatment regimens cure only a little over half of the patients suffering from mdr tb and just about a third of patients suffering from xdr tb but the data related to the new drugs show that the outcomes are much better i asked dr kl sachdeva 
the additional deputy director general of central tb division that runs the tb program in the country about the treatment outcomes with the new drugs he said that it is too soon to talk about how the drug is doing in india as they have not had many patients who've completed their treatment at least 50% better outcomes more better outcomes than what used to be earlier so earlier for xdr for uh, mdr xdr earlier the treatment success was 45 out of 100 used to get cured now it is 70 or things are good Vaishali was told that only the new drugs could save her and these cost lakhs of rupees which a tb patient cannot afford Dr Zari Rudwadia who treated many of his patients with bedaquiline and dilaminate spoke about the issue of access at the union conference It took 25 months after initial US FDA approval for bedaquiline to get approved in India the wheels move slowly sadly in this country And I would dare say that our rollout occurred without any of the sense of urgency 18000 doses were donated setting off a desperate scramble for this life saving drug there were only six government facilities and india has 36 states permitted to provide bedaquiline roadblocks were almost created to make this rollout as restrictive as possible give you an example patient had to be domiciled in one of those states you had to be admitted for 14 days just to get your bedaquiline to earn your bedaquiline children of course were excluded and this most important stumbling point of background regime of four drugs was deemed mandatory if we had four effective drugs we wouldn't have wanted bedaquiline in those days so this raises more questions than answers at the receiving end of these policies were patients who looked at a very bleak prognosis in 2017 18 old shreya tripathi was detected as resistant to eight tb drugs Like many other patients she visited many doctors including Dr Udwadia who told her that she needs bedaquiline the new drugs were however refused in Delhi's LRS hospital on the grounds that she was not domiciled in the city Dr Udwadia who treated her spoke about her in the same talk he took consent of her father before he spoke about her all of 19 when she died battling tb from the age of 12 Interesting. 2012, when she was 12, she gets lung TB. She goes to the private sector and she defaults at four months, like so many of our patients do. A year later, she relapses with an INH-resistant strain. In 14, she goes to a local doc center, and many of our patients cross between the private and the public sectors. There, they diagnose her to have MDR TB. In 2015, she is sent to the National TB Center, where the diagnosis goes to XDR. See the relentless amplification of resistance from band-sensitive, presumably INH-resistant MDR to now XDR. After five months of their, after ten months of their cat five, she still smeared plus plus plus. It means that the bacteria was raging in her body to the extent that her sputum was showing very high levels of bacteria. She's labeled treatment failure. These handy labels we toss out at our patients. and she told that that your disease is incurable and i had this transcribed from her notes which she carried with her stop all drugs try homeopathy or ayurvedic treatment i guess they consider the therapeutically destitute 
And she did this religiously for one year, remaining smear positive, completely off all treatment with an x-ray showing ravaged lungs, till she hopped onto a second class train and came to my hospital, an extremely sick girl, on a wheelchair, malnourished, with a BMI of 13, smear plus, 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 as you'd expect. And more in hope than optimism, in the last line I said, let's all try hard for Bidatnam. Which her father decided to take to heart because he moved the Indian High Court to access Bidakwalan for his daughter. I must say the program would have a determined fight to deny her the Bidakwalan. The reasons? Not domiciled in a state which can provide it. Give us a fresh culture to prove she has MDRTB, inadequate background regime. On the other side, a determined father, a human rights lawyer, Anand Grover, par excellence, who took up this case pro bono, and Jen Furin, who many of you know, who stepped in and gave exemplary witness evidence that the drug should be given to this young girl. It made news all over the world. The ruling was in her favor. The court was in fact ordered that Bidakwalan be made available at 70 additional centers. So in a sense, it was a landmark ruling. Shreya was ordered to take the drug under Dr. Udwadia's supervision. As a result, her parents had to arrange a flat in Mumbai's far-off suburb and start new treatment. The treatment helped convert her culture in six months. That means that her sputum samples were negative for TB for the first time in four years. But it was not enough to save her life. But sadly, it was too little too late. She developed respiratory failure, was oxygen dependent, weight loss continued, several hospitalizations. We almost force-fed her with an NJ tube and finally succumbed to respiratory failure on the 9th of October 2018. Though the patient outcomes are much better with the new drugs, they always get it too late. For Vaishali, despite living so close to Mumbai, she had a very hard time getting hold of these drugs. She refers to bed aquiline by its acronym BDQ. BDQ started like this. We have mailed Vaishali finally got bed aquiline in April 2018, for which she had to spend a month in Shivdi Hospital. She later also got delaminate and impipenem injections via donations from the non-profit Medicine Sans Frontiers or MSF in Mumbai. The non-profit also provided her with a nurse for her injections. This is the story in Mumbai. While access has improved in cities such as Delhi and Mumbai, it is not easy for people who do not live in metropolitan cities to access these drugs. Lena Menghani, Southeast Asia head of MSF's access campaign, told me about the challenges in the scale-up of these drugs by the government. They basically did a phased manner of scaling up Betacolin and now they've started on Deliminate. However, for the patients who are in urgent treatment and not just in cities like in Mumbai or Delhi, but in the remotest parts of the country, in the Northeast, in Bihar, many other places, 
of course there is this uh, you know frustration that you know we are not able to access the drug as well we would be if we were based in delhi or bombay there is also reluctance on the part of chess physicians even from big public hospitals and medical colleges to give these drugs to their patients that is because as per their guidelines when this drug is given the patients have to be monitored closely for any changes in their ecg reports and are supposed to be examined regularly by the cardiologist while in many cases physicians are unwilling to monitor a patient so closely some areas also lack facilities limitations of the drug the quality of drug is that it needs monitoring hmm. you cannot put into any person's hand just like this hmm. for that if you are in a very remote area where are, there are no facilities then you will have to travel wherever the nearest facility that you have for instance in manipur only 25 patients are getting bedaquilin through the government program an official from manipur's tb department told me of these 24 patients are getting the drug through msf clinics and only one is getting through the regional institute of medical sciences imphal the official admitted that the doctors from their premier medical college were reluctant to try out the new drugs about 6000 odd patients have received bedaquilin and 200 odd patients have received delaminate through the government program dr sajdeva said in an email response to the senior journalist vidya krishnan the ministry said that over 4000 patients received bedaquilin in 2018-19 this barely covers a little more than 4% of the mdrtb patients in the country who are eligible for this treatment Another issue that the clinicians are facing is that many patients need an extension of the treatment for new drugs. As per its label based on clinical trials, bedaquilin has been approved only for 6 months of treatment for the patients suffering from MDRTB or XDRTB. As there is insufficient evidence on its efficacy and safety, but many clinicians feel that their patients who are given bedaquilin often as a last resort need more than 6 months to recover completely nandita venkatesan a tb survivor who lost her hearing because of the side effects of mdr tb treatment runs a program called bolo didi with another survivor ria lobo the people affected by tb can get in touch with the two of them on social media and the two counsel them venkatesan spoke during an interactive session at the union conference about this dilemma of extending bedaquilin treatment for some patients i have had patients approaching me who needed more than 6 months a girl from vasai she wrote to her local dot center in vasai the girls the lady said that she'll have to contact the dbgtp in delhi this she sent a mail to dbgtp dr sushreva he has not responded to the mail for close to 3 months i followed up with the vasai with the vasai lady the vasai lady was very rude to me shout right said she can't do anything for her vasai is another suburb on the outskirts of mumbai the limited access to new drugs is also an issue of discrimination as is very clear in shreya's case on the one hand patients are blamed for bringing the disease upon themselves by not adhering to the treatment on the other hand policy makers often say that loosening the access to these new drugs can create drug resistance in the community in an article in min newspaper in 2017 dr mario raviglioni The former head of WHO's TB control program said and I quote 
we got these drugs after half a century of stagnant research we don't want to lose these drugs for future people in need this is a common refrain among policy makers i asked dr salman keshav ji a tb physician and a medical anthropologist if these worries related to drug resistance to newer drugs are warranted considering so many patients need these drugs our main priority is to cure people who are sick of the disease that will kill them any time you use a drug an antiviral an antimalarial an antibacterial an anticancer you will see drug resistance we have seen that time and time again that is the history of biomedicine so there's no way around getting some drug resistance and i would say that when a population is vulnerable and poor and sick you have even more of a moral imperative to use the best drug up front because that population can ill afford to fail treatment and require yet another therapy it is not correct to say that our worry over potential bedaquin resistance should override the use of the drug in stopping people who are cured that is wrong that is morally wrong that is scientifically wrong we need to be using the best drugs up front to cure people period saving a regimen what does it mean when you're like oh we want to save this drug save for whom save for use in rich countries what are you saving it for if not for the very people who are sick right now who are you saving the drug for right now we have bacteria that are killing people they're they're dying and they're spreading it in their communities and their families before they die so who are you saving the drug for if not this group that's why people develop drugs to help the sick so we've now identified the sick there's half a million of them at least per year and their contacts so for whom is the drug being saved it is no wonder that patients are marching on the streets to get these new drugs if india has to solve its tb problem by 2025 it has to provide these new drugs to people who need it you can listen to this podcast on any of the podcast app of your choice like apple itunes google podcast castbox you can also listen to this episode on our website sunoindia.in suno india has a varied collection of podcasts on different topics ranging from climate change to current affairs to rare diseases do check out our website for more information